let's go. Hey. What's good, people? How's it going out there? How's it going? It's, it's, it's the fancy, fancy wine and drink edition. Right now, we're in Cheers. fancy glasses. Fancy glasses, you know, always. Drinking some wine, drinking some beer. Pinkies out. Pinkies, pinkies out. <laughs> <laughs> pinkies out. Ooh. Uh, what's good? People hope everybody is good out there. Yeah, it's, it's it's hot, it's humid, and it's, it's humid. It's time, you know, y'all out there hitting the beach with your little Bluetooth speakers. It's humid and rainy today. Yeah, the worst combination. Yeah. And windy. What the what the hell? Yeah, it's it's you know, and the world times. You know, it's that global warming. It's gonna be cool though. In the future, we'll all have beachfront property because you know everything will be all fucked up. That's right. Mm. And on that note. Mm. <laughs> 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 On that note. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> nice knowing you. Um, well, let's, no. let's talk about positivity. T- talk about the, the king of hip-hop positivity, Chance the Rapper. Chance Rapper. Chance is out there, you know, giving us... Re- reintroducing gospel. Before Chance, there was no such thing as gospel. But Chance, Chance is mad, though. Yeah, Chance... Chance, <laughs> <laughs> Chance is mad. Uh, it's a... So... Was it last week? Uh, Chance the rapper dropped this four-track EP. Yeah, it, it, it was. And it was supposed to be. He, he, I remember correctly, he was supposed to drop an album. Then he was like, "I'm not dropping an album," but he dropped a lot of songs anyway on us. Yeah, yeah, and it was highlighted by uh, the one song with the Jamie Foxx sample. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, which apparently, uh, call I might need security. Which apparently, like people were shocked. They were like, I thought Chance was a gospel rapper. He was, he was all about the positivity, man. See what, the, see what, see what the lack of civility has done. See, see what happened. You know, the lefties came out here and changed discourse, and now, you know, because of the fact that you know you minorities out there want your rights, suddenly you've got these guys out here just being uncivil, and that's what happens. <laughs> but see, like, all right. So the thing about this, like, the song is like, he has a right to be angry. Uh, so apparently he's doing, been doing all the stuff for in Chicago and like the mayor's beefing with him, like mad serious. Like essentially he went to speak in front of the city council in Chicago and the mayor saw that he was going to speak and Chance was going to speak about giving more money to schools instead of spending $60 million on a police academy training, training facility. And the mayor walked out. So he mentions that in the song. Um, he mentions the fact that apparently Crane's which is like a real estate blog was doxing his ad- address because they couldn't get an exclusive apparently on like his new condo that he bought. <laughs> you know, like 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 Chance has some issues. Yes, he has a right to be mad. He's, he's just, he has a right to be hostile. <laughs> he has a right to be mad. <laughs> uh, but the big news out of that that one track is the fact that uh, he has bought a online publication. Yes, a popular <laughs> one actually, um, Chicagoist. Yeah, which is which I guess if you don't know, like all the is so we had Gothamists and DCists, they all like bought by some like Republican and shut down all in the same day. Yeah, yeah. It's it was they were popular. They were actually I I can't even call them really blogs. They were really good news sources almost where Oh, they were you, great. Yeah, because you could read on like let's say Gothamist something about where there's a hot new brunch spot and also read about like issues in like, you know, Department of Education in New York City where all the scandal and corruption. Like they actually broke news stories. Yeah. So they were really good newspapers. And like you said, you know, somebody had the idea of buying all these newspapers because you're bored and rich. And he was bored and rich and bought them. And then basically, like, you know, I don't even think a full year later was like, whoop, whoop, this is too much work. 
Yeah, shut them yeah, all down. But, even though they were they were they were profitable, as opposed to a lot of accusations where they were like, well, you know, you know, the business couldn't work. Apparently, before he laid his dirty fingers on it, they, these were actually making money. Yeah, well, I mean, they don't really pay their writers. But uh, <laughs> shots fired. Um, but I, I think it's also too they they were shut down. I think a lot of people were saying because this dude is like a heavy Trump donor and things like that. And these sites are all these liberal cities. They were shut down because of like, like ideological differences. Um, needless to say, um, you know, like the one in New York, I think in DC, it's been re- resurrected by WNYC. Yeah. And I guess like the one in Chicago now has been res- resurrected by chance. Yes. Who gave them $1.5 million. Oof. <laughs> It's very, very good to be an independent artist nowadays. And Chance, uh... All right. All right. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, so, you know, now now Chance is a philanthropist and a rapper and now apparently a media mogul. Uh, Yes. (laughs) And and the thing is here, I, I love... Let's, I'm gonna rewind a little bit. Those four tracks were dope. Like I was very surprised overall, consistently. Like because I was afraid he was gonna come back. If it was you know a little bit because I'm never a big Chance fan. Yeah. I thought like as far as talent wise, as far as being an MC wise, they were very dope. As far as somebody who's able to still be a dope MC and do cool shit like buy a newspaper, I think is very dope. My only issue with it is the fact of going back to Chance. This is the same person where MTV wrote a, a not flattering and an MTV of all places. So you know <laughs> it wasn't on some crazy ass fucking Takashi Six Nine type beef shit. Yeah. It was probably like you know his breath was not the freshest in the world, <laughs> and for some reason he he actually had MTV kill the story. It was a, I think he had one of his shows. Maybe they said the show was alright or something. And it was a very minor critique. And he actually called MTV up and had them destroy the story from the website. So it makes you wonder, like bigger picture wise, is it good to have these people who aren't journalists be in charge of journalism? Because like, and you know, and you want to say that, oh well, better him than the guy who just basically bought him and shut him down. But it could be the same side of the same coin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I actually read the MTV piece. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and yeah, no, it brings up a good point. I mean, you know, like now, will Chicago is review a, a Chance show? Yeah, and, and, like, and, and rappers of all rappers are the most sensitive motherfuckers in the world. They are. They in are. the world. And not just Drake. Oh, all across of them. the board, all of the hardest rapper you know now. All of them. Every day he sleeps in the bathroom <laughs> to go take a piss and a tear comes out. <laughs> he just didn't listen to fucking Anita Baker on a corner. You know what I'm saying? Crying. And it's and the thing is, I don't know if somebody where and, and the thing is you I love the fact that you've got the idea of hometown, homegrown ownership. But I hope that he's like smart enough and true to the mission enough to keep hands off. Like I like even though Ron may suck, I don't want to see a whole bunch of Ron op ed suck. You know what I'm saying? Like no, saying, I feel yeah. you. I feel you. I mean <laughs> I do want to give chance benefit of the doubt here. Cause like for the most part so far, like he's been able like uh, you know in all of his non-rap activities, like he's been able to kind of like maintain a level head and make sure like things, you know, operate smoothly. So yeah, I mean, hopefully there's somebody on his team. Well, that... has he? You remember the not all black people have to be Republicans. But see, that's the thing though. Like, mm-hmm. no, no, it has to be Democrat. But which, which, 
But that's the thing, though. Like, I, I, I understand, like, like reading about his beef with Rom, who's Obama's, like, basically Obama's right-hand man. Yeah. And, a lot, like, like, I understand that now. Yeah. Because he's fighting the system, and that system in Chicago is all, like, Democrats. Agreed. You know? So, and I, and I think that's just kind of, like, something that he said that kind of, like, just was the wrong place at the wrong time. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed, and, um, and I think and, and the full five gave him a shout out from him correctly. Did yeah, yeah. he got yeah. he got a shout out from yeah. you know. And I guess he, he mentioned that too a little bit. Yeah. You, know, you know, he's like he was kind of like in his feelings about that. Yeah, you know. So uh, yeah, no, it's 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 a bumpy road for Chance. Yeah, you know, he's trying to do all these things, and, and like you know, like America is just not <laughs> <laughs> not giving the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You know, but um, I, you know, I I will I am cautiously optimistic. Let me, let me let me put it that way. Like I'd rather have somebody like Chance by Chicago than like Kanye <laughs> or, or Chief Keef. Well, I, I would make the argument that a Kanye slash Chief Keef Chicagoist would definitely be one of the most interesting reads of your morning, <laughs> simply based off Kanye's tweets and Chief Keef's fucking rap sheet. <laughs> Alone. <laughs> actually, Chief Keef is trying to do his uh, his hologram tour. Actually, apparently, because Chief Keef can't really tour because he's got warrants, at least in Chicago, and apparently he can't go overseas because it said warrant. So he's having a hologram tour in London. I believe starts up soon. <sighs> okay. <laughs> but uh, all right, but I I'm, don't know how I feel about that Black Mirror shit. But continue. <laughs> but uh, all right, so but this is a question goes to the question you kind of brought up, where like bigger picture, where. Like, do you want your, like, like all right, let's, let's look at Kanye, right? So Kanye, he's a quote-unquote artist, right? And you can make the argument that the more he stayed away from just making beats and being a dope artist himself, dope musician, he's gotten wonkier. Like, if you had oh, to, look yeah. at, if you had to get, pick out a scale and say, you oh, know, yeah. Kanye, when he was doing his beats, Kanye, when he was doing beats and rapping, Kanye, when he was doing beats, rapping, and doing clothing lines, Kanye, when he was doing whoop, 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 the crazy level goes up also. Oh, yeah. And I think there's a certain level of, like, how much can you extend yourself as an artist? Like, not everybody is, you know, Donald Glover. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. And I think it's, it's, it's actually kind of interesting that you mentioned Kanye because um, I'm actually listening to the serialized podcast that breaks down, like, every single track from Dark Twisted Fantasy. And, like, the late, like, he spent 500 hours on one song, like just once on um, shit was it one of the songs he spent five hundred hours on? Yeah, you don't have the time. <laughs> if, yeah. if you have like closing lines and art things and blah blah blah, and yeah, I mean it's it's, it's interesting now to see you know like you know rappers kind of dive into these things and is, it, is this because there's no money in music so now they kind of have to diversify their portfolios yeah uh or is it something that you know they're they're more it's like they're just creative creative people so this is naturally going to happen um that's kind of a really interesting question um but yeah it, it does kind of like yeah if you like you don't there's only so many hours in the day so it, it does kind of you know, maybe cheap in the music at the end of the day. Um, yeah, you, it's, it's really interesting to kind of see, you know, um, some of these people evolve and like, you know, they have to wear these, all these different hats. Like, but what happens when, you know, like you, it's 
four in the morning and you had to like do like something at the at the newspaper yeah <laughs> and you gotta turn on your beat yeah you, you gotta to- turn on your album <laughs> the itunes yeah like it's going like it's going to get delayed or like you know like you're gonna cut you know it's just yeah like 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 what's going to happen now that music musicians have to do so many different things in 2018 yeah and, and i think it kind of and, and and to a certain extent it's something where i i think that the music is suffering because of that and you wonder if it's burning people out very relatively quickly whereas like immediately you have to become a brand you've got to do xyz yeah and and then the thing is just being in just being a musician has always been a hard path where you know it's we could sit here and give you know, across genres of people who came in, you know, pure artists who somehow the industry fucked them over. Yeah. Stresses fucked them over. The mental toll of being an artist kind of takes on you. And you wonder how it is now where everything is so flat, where now you're forced to be, you know, your weird, you know, your own manager slash brand manager slash accountant and business owner and, you know, advertising agency and everything else. So it, it kind of gets weird how it's going. And like, cause like, you, like, you know, it's something where you, you want to see somebody strive where like, let's say even like, um, like the sorry, to, sorry, sorry for bothering you. I'm sorry to bother you. Yeah. yeah. Where like you have somebody where, you know, the coop was a long running institution and he was able to make this movie that's pretty critically acclaimed where I think in that particular case, it's a continuation of his art. If that makes any way sense. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. And I think like, like that's kind of interesting too, because, um, you know, Boots Rally's been doing a lot of like community theater and stuff in Oakland for a long time, so I'm not surprised. Uh, but it's, it's 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 very interesting that like he's probably way more popular now than he ever was with the coup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like people don't even know about the coup. Uh, who've watched this movie? And it's actually kind of interesting. Like if you wa- if you know about the coup, like the movie makes a lot more sense. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I read a friend I was talking to actually yesterday. He was like, I, I was like, he was a rapper? And I was like, yeah, that dude's been rapping for like, <laughs> like, dude, back when you were in elementary school, man, he was rapping. Maybe even before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, and I think like it's kind of like what what's kind of like the, the give and take for an artist, right? Like, if, if you're going to be more popular as a non-rapper, you know, why why rap? True. <laughs> yeah, true. You know, like like the, the dedication to music's not paying your bills. <laughs> yeah, no. And I and I agree and I can't get mad. We live in a capitalist society where, you know, at the end of the day, we gotta get paid. But at the same time I think there's a way to do it. And I think with even like the the story to bother you, where, you know, that it's a woke movie. And then if like you said, if if you're familiar with the coup, it makes sense. Like 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 the politics in the movie is is no different than the politics in what what he was trying to do with the coup. It's just one is more one is more obviously musical. One is more one is more auditory, and the other one's more visual. But it's the same basic art. You know, the same kind of like you know taking on capitalism and you know just society ills with like a little sense of humor or not too too seriously. He's not he was doing PE. Yeah. But like you know what I'm saying. So it's it's so it's kind of like it's it's you kind it's kind of cool. It stays, and I hate to use this term, and it hurts my soul. It stays on brand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's it's so so it's easy to kind of stay in there, where like you know, in a Kanye's kind of sense, where you've got somebody and anybody, where it's kind of hard to kind of go from a medium of where you know I'm doing these crazy ass you know street tales of. Of, of ghetto conflict or I'm seeing this whole big thing about, you know, you know, this, this big drug deals and everything else. And it's like, oh, but now I have to design a t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas like how that, there's no real synergy there. Like, you know, Kanye may say that, you know, he was always an artist and he always liked fashion, 
But you really couldn't tell that is is music. His music was about just being yeah. the weird dude and being, yeah. you know, the the, the hip- hypocrisy of human life. Yeah. Like he might have dropped like he liked the Louis Vuitton Dom, but that wasn't, you know, that that shouldn't take over. You know, that that was a small part of what he is. But you know? but you know, I like just going back to Kanye. I mean, I feel like when when Yeezy stock went up, Kanye like music stock went down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes to the point where how do you how do you bounce it all? You know, yeah, yeah, it's, it, yeah. It's like like when when Yeezy becomes a, a greater per, per percentage, like shoes, because a greater percentage of your portfolio, then yeah, like sometimes like you might even lose like the the desire to make music. Yeah, you know, like if you could make more money or equal money, like doing these other pursuits, like you know, like, yeah. I mean, look at the biggest example we have is Dr. Dre. Dr. Yeah. Dre, who basically, you know, he and and like it's it's something where you could almost tell he was afraid to ruin the brand, and that's why he was able to kind of, you know, he he eventually released an album, but he kind of <laughs> snuck it under the radar, you know, like like with not anybody knowing, just on the quickly, like you know, if I had the promotional rollout that the doctor would have happened, yeah, strictly because it's like he makes, he, you know, just by showing up every day, he probably makes you know five million dollars just yeah. breathing. So why would yeah. you ever want to mess it up and yeah. lose that cultural cachet, <laughs> you know? And that album was like. To be honest, that was like mad uninspired. Yes, you know. But you, I mean, look, I mean, the dude's worth eight hundred million dollars. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Although with that album, it's weird. I think, and we on the low, we kind of forget it's it's all about collaboration with Dr. Dre. And I think the issue there was that normally, because um, because I I still laugh about like um, how they repurposed that lyric in the Carters, that um, still still Dre. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and how apparently Jay Z wrote some of that, and then that's how he was able to use it on the, the Carter's album because mm. he wrote it basically. So oh, wow. he had to pay himself for publishing basically, so it was easy steal. <laughs> so, so it's weird. I'm a businessman. I'm a businessman. So it's it's weird where I think he was always in this place where he always has spectacular collaborators. And then the one thing that kind of was whack about that album was besides arguably Anderson Pac and and and, and most Whoa. probably. Um, King, um, Kendrick Lamar that those other dudes are just like other dudes yeah no I mean yeah it's, it's, it's like like I said like I, I I feel like it's almost like you know again like you don't have to do this yeah so it's like I you can you can kind of tell like the lack of passion yeah on some of the projects um so yeah um let's talk about sorry to bother you I know we, we're a music podcast but um we both caught it this week Boots Rally of the Coup um I thought it was not as great as I thought it would be. Um, shots fired. Uh, I, I went in with very high expectations. People were like, yo, this is great. Um, and then I kind of left like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like I said, if, if you if you know the coup and you know what they're all about, um, you know, like the, it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, there's a lot of kind of first-time director... I wouldn't say issues. It's just you know, like the third act kind of falls through in a bit, and there's 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 some things where you could tell. I've been like I've been on like film shoots where it's like you just gotta make some shit up. <laughs> you're losing your light, <laughs> and you like you're losing your location. You gotta like speed through some stuff. So I I, I kind of sense a little of that. Um, I do want to say about this 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 movie, and I, I'll tie it back back to music. It's almost like a music video in a lot of ways. And I think that can come off like, you know, if, if I say it in the wrong context, that can come off as like, you know, di- like just like this as a diss. Director X is mad at you right about now. 
High <laughs> podiums is all kicking the chairs. No, I mean, I'm just saying, like, like you know, I don't, I don't think Boots intended to make it a music video, but to me, it, it kind of comes off as a cool music video, you know, in a lot of ways. Like, like just the fact, the colors and lighting and all that stuff, like the contacts and things like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I wasn't as, like, excited when I left as uh, when I went in. Let's just put it that way. Oh, I, don't, I, I, I guess I thought it was. I liked it a lot. I, and and I don't want to go too too deep, but uh, like you said, it, it was a first time director. He saw those mistakes. Usually that tends to be editing because you know you you've got all these crazy ideas. You want to put everything in there, and as a result, some of the some of the long running jokes, some of the, like the jokes I like to repeat, were a little bit too long. But I mean, for what was great was like I thought that it was generally funny. I thought all the performances were great across the board. I thought that like it had some crazy batshit ideas and it went for them anyway. Where yeah. like and and relatively pulled them off. Like if, if anything, if any of the things like did fell fell flat, it was more along the lines of just being new to the directing and kind of getting used to that kind of medium. Because what he put down on page, like as far as trips was concerned, was really like he he was going for a gold. Oh no no yeah. definitely like that screenplay is incredible. Yeah, and he was any and, and then so it's weird. So it's just like yeah, it's almost like a, like like a Jordan match. Whereas it's like yeah, he might have had he might have had a lot of fucking <laughs> a lot of missed shots. But he still scored 40 points. And, yeah. I, and I feel like that's the way it was, where it wasn't a flawless performance, but it's surprising just how much he kind of got nailed across the board. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for this movie to be in the world. Yeah. And I'm happy for like somebody like Boots, who, like I said, it's like he's been out on, yeah, on the grind. Pushing hip-hop, like, woke shit <laughs> well, in a smart way for like, a long the time. woke shit for, like, years. Yeah, years. <laughs> Back when none of y'all care. Yo, we'll shoot him up, Bang Bang, like, NWA, like, Onyx. Year, years this dude's <laughs> on the grind. So it's, it's happy now that, like, I'm happy to see him on, like, mainstream TV. <laughs> like the, the, the Today Show or something. You know, so like I'm happy to kind of see him like like kind of thrive and I hope like, you know, as much as I'm a music head, like if, if this is his lane, like take the lane. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe it's because he's able to find a synergy with what he's doing. I, I think ironically enough, I think maybe that's the, the key where, you know, again, using the word brand... It's less about like, oh, I can make money doing this, but how do I do this and stay? Like, let's say Action Bronson, right? So Action Bronson, as, as a live entity, is always out there cracking jokes. A live Bronson will have him usually giving out weed, if and or food in the audience, <laughs> cracking jokes, you know, like stage diving, interacting with the audience. So it's when he has a show on Viceland where it's basically him, you know, walking around, eating stuff, cracking jokes with regular people. It's the same kind of... It's, it's 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 still the same kind of art. It's just in a different kind of way he's doing it. Yeah, you know, he's not like in the studio doing stodgy cooking recipes. He's out there basically being action boss on the street. So that's why, where in his case, where he's a rapper and he's on TV, it works. And I think it's probably relatively easy for him to do. And same way with like uh, Boots, where it's easy for him to kind of go from the coup to being a movie director because he the same kind of even though it's a movie script, the same kind of political activist ideas that drove him to write those raps and start a band is the same ones that had him do the script. I think that's where it's positive. Bringing it back to Chance, I'm just hoping that, you know, he's always been kind of an active kind of person. Yeah. And I'm hoping that with him resurrecting Chicagoist, because all the Issites had a really good level of activism, which I kind of loved. 
they were very ground roots. They would call out truth to power. Maybe not to the extent, extent of a lot of other places because they didn't have the budget, but they had no yeah. problem saying, like, you know, like, if you look at Gotham as now, they'll be like, MTA sucks, Como sucks, fuck you, de Blasio, which is kind of cool. You have to have people kind of kind of going out there and calling yeah. people out. So I'm hoping that with Chance, because it'll align with his activism and not necessarily his natural emotes as a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I'm sure Gothamist will get all. I mean, Chicago is get, get all the exclusives, <laughs> all, the, all the album drops. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see people diversify the portfolios. Um, you know, I, I do hope that you know, as we now have to wear many hats, like we still can kind of do some time management <laughs> and still balance put out balance it all still put out some uh, some classic projects uh so that's just my my hope as a music fan yeah so okay, uh, okay. yeah you know. yeah so uh, and uh one last thing about sorry to bother you there was one scene where like white people started leaving the theater so what scene was that <laughs> I, I can't tell you oh, it's a spoiler right. yeah alright well, so yeah. you know if, if that makes people uncomfortable then all for it well that's the thing it's, I, I think of the coup it's, it's something where he's somebody where cause even back then you had your groups like your ex-clans obviously your public enemies yeah they were pushing this very radical kind of thing what I thought why the coup worked was oh, I can't say why they worked why they were unique is the fact that like he was doing this militant rap but not that militant just yeah. talking about the way shit could be in social justice stuff but he still had the big afro you know what I'm saying kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. like there wasn't a, there wasn't necessarily he was doing things a little bit off kilter which is why I think A he's lasted so long as an artist and B I think what made him kind of special as a rap group yeah. as opposed to back in the days it was like you know not to be funny that even though P was a revolutionary rap group they were still drawing from tropes of like you know Black Panthers. Yeah. There's still there was still a direct line to what they were doing. Yeah. Not to say that you know there wasn't the same exact line of the coup, but it was still revolutionary to have like a a rap group with like a woman in it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that yeah. was back when you know female rapper was a whole other category. Yeah. But she just kind of melded in the group. So you know, props to them. Prop, props to his work. Props to everybody. Yeah, and, definitely, you know, definitely. Chance will be a hater when it comes to music reviews. You bastard. <laughs> 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 and on that note, Stone. What are you listening to? Uh, what am I listening to? You know what? Let's let's go down the line. So uh, the internet drops their uh, anticipated da, album, da, da, da. Hive Mind, the R and B supergroup, the 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 <laughs> the uh, the Funk Brothers. So you know, Funk Brothers of of, of two thousand eighteen. <laughs> um, no, so. I, I, I see your note here. You, you say that this is not as good as Ego Death. I will give you that. But one of the things I... And you can talk about that. But and let me finish. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> no, you know what? Like, I've been following this band for a long time. And it's just... On this album, I, I just sense all of their maturity. You yes. Can, you can hear their growth as artists. You can hear the confidence and like the notes they play. The fact that you know it's like like all like all these different vocals now. Like Steve Lacey's jumping in on thing. You know like you can hear people like hear them kind of gelling as one unit. Um, and you don't really see that <laughs> in a group in 2018. Like I mean, and there's no I can't think of like I mean I guess there's like rock bands and stuff, but like. Like there's no, nothing on the hip hop side where you have like a group or a collective of people who are like so in sync, you know. And, and I think that to me is my biggest takeaway from this album. Um, 
you know, they've had a lot more diversity in terms of like you know their sound and they're taking a lot more risks. This, I mean, I listened to this album again today, and I was just kind of like, this is very is very kind of. I'm trying to find the words of it, I, and and not not to like diss diss the album, but it, it's definitely very conservative in kind of like how they like their musical directions. Yeah, and and I and 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 like I said, it's I like Eagle Death better, and I give everything. I feel like that was a little more experimental. And here's the weird thing about it, and I'm gonna give them props. I think like your point, how he's saying it's more conservative. I definitely see it. It's definitely more traditionalist R&B. However. And, and 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 even though it's my issue of the album, I understand because in 2018, them being more conservative focused is pretty. Considering their audience, considering who likes them, for them to be so organic, so conservative with their R&B is a pretty radical idea. Yeah, like you know, like and like I said, Eagle Trip had a great idea, had a great mix of you know live instrumentation, you know, just pure hip hop production. Yeah. some songs were almost club songs, borderline, you know, at least very upbeat R and B yeah. tracks. Yeah. some of them were just straight like you know, like Quiet Storm, we're about to have sex type stuff. And then the thing mm-hmm. is, this album, what kind of got me with like some of the singles, they were a little more upbeat, a little more tempo. So I was hoping like it would be like the Burbank bounce or was it roll bounce? I uh, the name of the track. Burbank funk. Burbank funk. Where it's yeah. a little more upbeat, yeah. even a lot, like a song like "La Di Da," it's a little more upbeat. Where those songs are actually the most upbeat songs. The rest of the album is very much this really cool R and B vibe. Yeah, which I'm not mad at. That's the thing. It's 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 really good R and B vibe. It's really good R and B. Period. Yeah, yeah. The only thing is, like "Ego," that I thought it was like you said, it was more. It was like here's R and B, and here's our take on more like you know more danceable stuff. Here's our take on more, let's say, modern R&B. Here's our take on more like traditionalist R&B, where this one's more in a contemporary R&B mold. But I think there's a space for that. I think that, you know, in, in, a, in an era where basically all R&B now is just, you know, the same trap beats. <laughs> yeah. But the hi-hats yeah. are turned on down a little lower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And the BPM exactly. is turned on a little lower, and that's about it. It's, it's nice to hear, like, pretty much a, a mostly live album. Yeah, and like, and like for them to all nail it, and like you said, the idea of you got a female vocalist, folk, vocalist, a female vocalist, live guitar, like it's a dope album. I, if anything, like I said, is my issue is just because you know, for a lot of the new kids, I think now because of the way R and B is, I think it's a great idea for them to have gone in this direction because it'll be new. Yeah, it stands out. I think for somebody who's kind of listened to you know, you know, we're on a little, I'm a little bit on the older sides. So I've heard, I've heard the old R&B before. Oh the, yeah, the, no, the Jodeci of era, you know, Jodeci slash Mary J. Blige slash Puff Daddy era, where there was real instrumentation, and like now it's kind of you know, I, I was liking what they were doing, where they're kind of bouncing it all. But it's still, trust me, by by, it's still a great album. Yeah, no, yeah, like this is a minor critique. This is me just nitpicking. It, it, it's 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 a it's a it's it's a no skipper for me. Which is, I think it's great. Like, I, I don't think anything, like, really stands out other, other than, like, the single, which is Perfect Funk. But it's a no-skipper for me. Like I, like, I can listen to this album, press play, and just, like, play it the whole way through. Yeah, this is, um, which is a great, and to that, again, that's a great-ass compliment. In 2018. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you can ask for. Yeah, because the algorithm was looking more and more enticing, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like this song. Give me 15 more songs. Uh, I like it because I don't trust. Because even the guy who made this song can't make that same song sound as good. Yeah, I, I feel you. Over I that feel one you. Time. Uh, are you going to talk about your boy? What you listen to? You didn't uh, put it on the, on the thing. Takashi? Oh, Takashi? Oh, well, no, it's. Uh, you know, right now in New York, you know, the king of New York got attacked over the weekend. We were all in mourning. Wait, what? 
You know, you, you, I, you hear why he got he got him. Bro, I'm too old for that shit. My no. man was leaving the strip club. They and, and, and similar. And the sad thing about here for all rappers or very popular black celebrities, like don't let the fucking brunch fool you. Don't let the artisanal mayo fool you. If you get caught slipping, you will you will get got. My man can't. Went, so, so originally it was that because I was like, oh, it's a video shoot. I was like, that was weird. No, apparently it was a strip club. Uh, okay. One in there flashing a little too much money. Some dudes were in the corner, you know what I'm saying? Speaking the, the done language, as Mob Deep would say. Yeah. And then basically when he left, they basically robbed him. And, and so now it's he he gave a story, TMZ gave a story, cops gave a story, but that's the basics. Uh, so the idea right. is that, you know, did he get beat up then? Did, apparently they said he might have talked him into robbing back to his apartment to get more money. The specifics we don't really know. But uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, that, that I found funny. But the reason why I wanted to talk about Takashi and kind of juxtapose about true art versus fake art, bringing it back, was... Uh, have you heard the Nicki Minaj song of him? Well, yeah, I thought that, I thought oh, yeah. that uh, that's what you were talking about. Oh yeah, no, that's, like, that's, I, I said it started, started off. Oh my god, what a horrible! It's it's. So here's the thing, even though I may joke about Takashi, he really does do what he does solid. And the thing is, there's always been a place for very angry, shouted raps from your MOPs, from your Onyx. There was a run in the South where you would have a lot of this angry little John type raps. Yeah. So in that space, he does really well. You know, a lot of the Chicago drill stuff was very that angry almost shot of raps. So it's interesting to hear a song where basically both artists fail. Because of this Fifi song, which is apparently popular, it's like number two. It's, it's popping. Yeah. Well, what's weird about it is A, it's bizarre to have basically, you know, somebody who's 35 years old <laughs> <laughs> singing a sex song of a 22 year old. And then, you know, the imagery has them both, you know, flirting with each other and everything else. So that feels a little odd. But, but it could also be my own misogyny just because no, if it was reversed, I, you know, maybe I wouldn't even notice it. No, I mean, yeah. I, I, I definitely, I mean, it's it's hard to say if Nikki's taking a, a win or an L with yeah. this track. Like, apparently she's winning because, like, the track is very popular. But, you know, culturally, I don't know. And like know. I said, it's, it's something where I feel like he sucks because if anything he does, he does punch you in the face type music. Yeah. This is, he's even kind of half singing on this at times. So it's definitely not punch you in the face music. So he could just be, it could have been Post Malone. It could have been a thousand and one other rappers in that slot. And while Nikki is spitting, it's not spitting in the way since the BPMs are so slow. Yeah. She's got a couple of bars, but it's not really hitting you the way it is. I mean, this track is basically just an A and R. It's like yeah. wet dream. No, no, I feel and like it, it's, you it's, know, it's like somebody's like, yo, get Nicki Minaj on the phone. Oh, we got Nicki. Yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah, no. It's, like, yeah, it, it's, it, it's, that's all it is. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it sucks because I kind of, and going back to how you always point out the algorithm, I see why. Because since it has that weird atmospheric trap, it's not too aggressive. It could play behind like Post Malone. It could play behind, you know, a little pump. It could kind of fit in that little playlist. So I feel like it, this is a kind of weird place, weird space where, you're you're directly pointing towards your audience. But for Takashi Six Nine, I let that slide because he's a motherfucking troll. That's what he does is fucking troll. With Nicki Minaj, it's kind of disheartening because again, she's got this album coming out where you want to kind of hear a badass female rapper because it's all like Cardi B high. Yeah, and it's like this is not what we, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. just you know. So um, all right, well let, let, let's 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 yeah. stop talking about this song um, because yeah. Um, all right, so let's so I can go next. Um, so 
I speaking of the algorithm and speaking of like the almighty algorithm. You know, so basically, like I got frustrated with Apple Music just because now they have like friends on Apple Music. You know, so basically you can see what your friends are listening to. I'm like, oh snap! I have like. I mean, I do have great friends. Y'all are great people. But you like basically, it just showed me all the stuff I was listening to, like, it, or it showed like Drake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's like every one of my friends is listening to the Drake album. Like I understand this. Like it, 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 I thought it would be more like a musical discovery thing, and yeah. it's, just, it's not. You but, know? I, but I'm hoping to find out, like you know, like an ex is listening to some shit where it's like, oh, she must have woke up before, dude. Ah, <laughs> I told you, you're a bitch, crazy bitch. <laughs> told you. <laughs> Listen to that Mary J. Blige to be sad. Yeah, like n- none of that. Um, so I, I. I I, I don't know how I stumbled upon this, but uh, uh, this artist is named Lotic. Yes. Um, Huge apparently, fan. like the you're, like I'm I'm mad late. I'm mad late, late to everything. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, oh yeah, I know this dude. We sang out back in the day. <laughs> like, back the in the closet, Berlin. At- like, I, <laughs> I, like, I thought I thought, like, I, thought I was <laughs> on to something. <laughs> Uh, but no, it, it, it's really cool. Like, like literally, it's it's not everybody's cup of tea. It's but if like if you like Death Grips and Ooh. you like R and B, this is the artist for you. Uh, but no, I, I don't want to like just distill it down like that way. But he basically, he's an artist. Um, he grew up in Texas and now is in Berlin. So. Black dude, I, I guess black dude. Black dude. Black dude grew up in Texas. So kind of like grew up around R&B. Starts playing like DJing in sex clubs in Berlin. I like actual sex clubs. And then kind of like getting all this like Berlin like industrial like house and techno. And, you know, decided to start making beats. And it's like a really weird marriage of the, of the two sounds. Like you can like, there's some tracks that are very almost like nine inch nailish, but there's some tracks you can kind of tell <laughs> that this dude grew up in Houston. <laughs> um, and it's just it's very sparse, it's very industrial, it's very kind of like you know, um, you know, like there's some things like you you can't even like you know, like I don't even know how to kind of react to it musically. Yeah, but uh, it's great and it's gonna fuck up my algorithm because. <laughs> algorithm doesn't know, know what to do um but you know I, I i think like i said like if you like death grips or you like some of this, this kind of like or nice nails or like you know yeah. marilyn manson things like that um like it, it's kind of like right up that alley in terms of like the the sound and the production um i'm gonna even say i don't even think it's necessarily that hard at times i feel like there's a lot of beauty there there's a lot of like strings and orchestral yeah. stuff so um, it's stuff where i think it's more because and it's been a. I feel like a lot of the modern, like experimental, like um, electronic dudes, kind of come from the school of Aphex Twin. Yeah. Where it's very much like you know you can have a song that has like you know four four as programmed, and other times it sounds like the computer's having a heart attack, where it's like blah 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 blah. Yeah. And so you have tracks like that, but I think of Lodic, 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 Logic. <laughs> Maybe it's a logical alter ego. Maybe he's just like, look, I'm trying to make beats now. Embrace my, you know, 100% blackness. But anyway. That would um, be hilarious. With his, I think of him as the idea of where a lot of, the, there's a lot of artists who come from that school where it's a lot of chaos. Like you have your square pushers, you have your one tricks point never who actually does chaos, but also does a lot of strings where, where I think where he brings something to the table, it's, it's, there's that little sense of soul. Yeah. So it's something where if you definitely like harder music, you'll enjoy it. 
but I feel like he's able to inject enough where I could definitely see somebody where, you know, if you like your, if, if, it's almost Sunday, it's like Sunday cleanup music if you were, if, if you had a bad party the night before. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, you come home and it's all dirty and yeah. motherfuckers, they clean shit up. And they got to clean that shit up. And you want his in the background. But you know what I'm saying? You want something soothing, but you're still a little pissed off because, you know, got all these solo cups everywhere and shit. And somebody <laughs> put this in the toilet. It's that kind of vibe. No, I, no, I feel you. I mean, I only mention those artists just because, like, if, if those artists, like, are you're comfortable with those artists, you'll be comfortable definitely, with those artists. Definitely like, comfortable. If you're yeah. not comfortable with those artists, like, I, it's a hard sell for yeah. somebody. But, but give it a try, guys. Give it a try. Yeah. I mean, like, so like, like there's a few songs that are just I mean really lush and really kind of like almost as like cinematic yeah which is really cool um so yeah I mean I'm, I'm, I was really impressed I don't know how I stumbled upon it um but I'm, I'm I was just I needed such a reprieve from like the, the same typical stuff that the algorithm recommends to me um, so yeah, no, give it a try. Ooh. Give it a try. Like, like you, you basically aren't paying for music right right now. So <laughs> give it a spin. Like, give it a it's spin. not gonna hurt you. It's not gonna, <laughs> you have to go to the, the record store and buy the CD. Yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah. rant over. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I, I guess for me, the, the last thing I've listened to besides Takashi is um, Buddy, um, rapper Compton. My boy. Compton in the house had a song, had an album, a little EP, I think it was, with Kitchenada last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's got like his full album, it's called Harlan and Alondra. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, because you know how the West Coastians pronounce it things a certain way. Sepulchre <laughs> <laughs> <Sipping laughs> <on> No Toes. <laughs> all on the same gang. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, what I find interesting about Buddy is that um, he's a very dope rapper. And the thing is, with a lot of, and, and same thing with a lot of New York rappers, where even how like Takashi says, like, you know, he's the king of New York. There's a certain kind of stereotype that comes with that, and I feel like there's a lot of burden with that. Yeah. Where in Takashi, unfortunately, he's every asshole New Yorker that's moved <laughs> to somewhere else was like, this is not as good as New York. Mm-hmm. That's like the stereotype he's carrying. I feel like with a lot of like Compton, like West Coast, because it's such that weird, like, you know, NWA, yeah. Snoop, yeah. MC8. Like, you've got this, you know, this, this, this weight of rap on top of you that you're kind of supposed to perform kind of a certain kind of way. Even a lot of young cats, you see that. Yeah. Um, but what I like about Buddy is the fact that he's he's very modern and that he's not doing it that way. But at the same time, what's interesting is while he's rapping and you've got songs where it's like, you know, maybe a little more, you know, trap sing songy. You might do songs with a little more like upbeat clubby that there's still that that vibe of where, you know, people still get shot in the songs. Like yeah. in, in, in a weird way, because it's not like he's bragging about it. But, like, you know, I forget what song. It's a song where casually, you know, it had nothing to do with it, but the cops came and pulled them over and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, And, yeah, and yeah, shit yeah. like that, where yeah. it's not, like, it's still very much what it what it feels like to live in the city of America, but without, without that heavy kind of weight to it that yeah. a lot of, like, West Coast rappers feel like they have to represent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. So it's, like, a dope listen. He's got a song, which 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 I feel like he's, the, he's got a song of ASAP Ferg, where it's the, the black and his black and his, Blackity is blackity's 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 song called Black. <laughs> yeah, it's all yeah, about yeah. black. Yeah, 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 yeah. And things like that, where it's it's it feels like he's in a space where he's growing as an artist. Yeah, and it's not just simply oh I'm a rapper and then we start putting this shit out. Yeah, and even with the Kitchenada, like he kind of show you how he's just zigzagging. It's he's somebody in that position where if he's already got these connects that he should be able to kind of you know he's not doing like shit where it's like you know he's a bowing sound wave piece on TDE. 
He's not doing collabs with like Kalani. You know, he's not popping on the, you know, the, the hottest, you know, gangster rap YG record. Again, I love my YGs. I love my, I love my little ignorant rap. But it's something where it's kind of cool where he's somebody where he's doing West Coast rap, but not the way we normally see. And I feel like it's kind of to the detriment of West Coast because it's an eclectic as fuck rap scene. But it feels like right now, it's like Kendrick, a lot of the West Coast rappers that we're seeing tend to be of a certain kind of like ilk. Yeah. 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 Um, I do want to say he does have Khalid on this album, who is the hardest working man in show business. <laughs> that dude has a feature on everybody's album. I, I, I would say, what's, uh, what's, I would say it's 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 probably it's, it's number one is well, definitely it's still gonna be Ty Dolla Sign. Oh, he has Ty on this album too. You see, bam, <laughs> Ty, get at me, Ty. I want to know Ty has you know cloned himself. You know what? He's on every album, every album that's come out this year. I, I gotta Ty talk Dolla to Dolla the dad, dad analyst. I think Khalid might beat him. Uh, I, well, true. Khalid's up there, but Khalid, I feel like they wanted to. like pop songs. Yeah, they wanted they wanted to, but it's gotta be something. It's, um, something's happening here. I don't believe in this. <laughs> I feel like there's, there's a conspiracy out there. We got cloning happening. We got something, 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 something's uh, around they, here they, in the fucking time shift continuum. Yeah, but I mean, so one of the things that I do want to say about this, like, as somebody who's followed this dude for for. A while now like i felt like this album was a and r to death that i agree with. like yeah. I, I feel like he's still trying to search for his sound i think he kind of like um maybe personally might be more on that cage Tornada type of sound agreed but you know i i feel like he's still trying to see like what like pops because he's one of these artists that that even on the underground like he's still not like popping off like there's still a lot of people who don't know who Buddy is, um, so I think he's still trying to figure out what what's going to make him pop. And I feel like this album was was him still trying to figure it out. Like it, it kind of felt like a mishmash to me. Um, there's some really like the black uh, track was really dope. Aesop Ferg, Hey Up There is like like yeah. one of my more like the the track in the video is like really cool. Um, you know, like, and, and you're right. Like, like he's very much like I am a Compton rapper, but he doesn't sound like a Compton rapper. Yeah, you know, like, which, like is, it, which is awesome. Yeah, you know, um, but like he has like a sex rap on there. Uh, I forgot which which track was like, dude, why are you making sex raps? <laughs> and not even like great sex raps. It's like you know you're making like you know mid two thousand sex raps. Yeah, no, not a good look. Um, you know, like the you know he has Khalid on there again. Like like it just felt like like you know him. You know now he's he signed the RCA, so I feel like it was just very A and R to death for me. Um, which is really sad. Cause, I mean, you know, when we had our radio show, like I had, I played two buddy tracks. You know, like, <laughs> I, like the dude's very eccentric, um, and he even, even has like Shine, which is like his twenty twenty six uh track that that kind of like got me uh, attracted to like his sound. Like that's kind of closing out like uh, the album, and you can kind of tell like the difference between like like some of the things he was trying to do maybe two years ago yeah. versus what he's trying to do in twenty eighteen. Um, so yeah, I, I was. I was you know, I was I was kind of way more disappointed than I wanted to be with this album. Like I was very excited when I saw like a buddy track, you know, buddy album is coming, and I was just kind of like, oh, like yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to give up on the dude, but I, I I still think he he's he needs to find that right combination of producer and content and like you know soundscape to like to to really kind of elevate him. 
and I don't think he's he's found it yet. But hopefully he doesn't give up. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> my, I think and the thing is, and I agree. I, it's, it's a lot of the songs seem very much like fill, like filling the slots, like the Ty Dolla Sign song. Here's the ASAP Ferg turn up, even though it's, even though it's a pro black song. It's like this is their turn up song where you know they're hoping that LeBron will be there listening to it in his headphones and you know yeah. Staples Center getting amped up and that's a free plug. But at the same time, I think it's it's, it's very solid work. So I think it's he's young. He he still has time to figure it out. So I I think it's something where he didn't head out of the park yet, but he's somebody where I think he'll grow into you know who he wants to be, and it's cool that he's able to do that without like you know having to sit down do the whole West Coastism and you know. <laughs> <laughs> yada yada yada. Yeah, and I mean, I, I guess that's kind of my fear too. Like, like if this doesn't work out, like they A and R say, well, you gotta like be like Mad Compton. It's gonna have to be like you know, start throwing out sets, <laughs> have them crip walk in, yet yeah, have a red yeah, bandana. It's gonna have the, the bandana out, out, out of the pants. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, and, and like, like I said, like he's not like 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 you said, like he's not like that. He's not like trying to play into the, like. Not really like stereotypes. I mean, I understand like that's what Compton is. Yeah. But like he's not trying to play in it. Like he's just like a dude that grew up in Compton. Yeah, and that's the thing. And there's <laughs> a lot of dudes like that. Like, like, yeah. like if if hip hop would have everybody grew up with a set. And the thing is, it's a place where you really it was hard for you not to be you know affiliated by osmosis. But for dudes who are like actually out there in the street streets, they're like any other place. They're they're still a minority. And so it's kind of cool to kind of hear Compton from a perspective of somebody where you know he probably you know. I don't know how involved in his street life it was concerned, but it's not the focal point of his yeah. raps. He's just trying to be a regular dude to survive in a fucked up place that's America. Yeah. 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 And that's it. Cool. All right. And that's about it for us. Yeah. Look, um, so we were talking before we recorded. We have fans now. Yes. <laughs> we got to watch what we say. Yeah. No more. People are like coming to us in the streets. No more. No more. No debating, more. Debating like our, what, our, our hot takes. You know, no more going out, you know. <laughs> I got to be nice towards celebrities. <laughs> I can't say that Chance is a little emo-ass rapper for getting mad at a little cheesy-ass MTV byline, little punk. You know what I'm saying? Come see me. I mean, <laughs> we, we might get the lawsuit tomorrow <laughs> to cease and desist. Uh, uh, no, I mean, it's, it's really cool. Like, like, like I'm, I'm really humbled, you know, people have reached out. They've, like, you know, like, that to me is, like, super humbling. Um, keep it moving. Keep it going. Like, I, you know, I understand you, you listen, but get your mama to listen. Holler at us! It's, it's all it's all about the love of music. It's something that from both of us that when we were young till now, it's like it gets it's it's a soundtrack to our lives. Yeah, it's yeah. want to give back to the art that's given us so much. Yeah, I mean, like like yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Like keep spreading the word, keep subscribing, following, yeah. uh, things like that. Like like uh, let, let's let's uh, keep pushing it forward. All right, awesome. And later, guys. All right. Peace. Peace.